Is Australia a Racist Country? by Anthony Dillon. May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country. It is a free country. The title for this article is a question and one that relates to Aboriginal people. So when I talk about whether or not Australia is a racist country, it will generally be in the context of Aboriginal people, unless otherwise stated. I ask the question because I frequently hear that for Aboriginal people, Australia is a racist country. This is an important question because if Aboriginal people believe that Australia is racist against them, this would certainly dampen their enthusiasm for participation in mainstream life and their relationships with other Australians the obsession. When I dare to ask for evidence that Australia is a racist country, apart from receiving the predictable attacks and slanders that only seem to tickle me and not provoke me, my opponents demand that I prove that Australia is not a racist country toward Aboriginal people. I then need to explain that the burden of proof is normally with the claimant and not the sceptic. I offer the example of trying to prove that the tooth fairy does not exist. It's a basic law of logic. You can't prove the non-existence of something. It is up to those who believe in tooth fairies to provide their evidence. Then sceptics like myself will examine the evidence. So it is with the claim that Australia is a racist country. It is up to the claimant to provide the evidence. It is not up to me to prove that Australia is not a racist country. Interestingly, however, there does seem to be plenty of evidence that Australia is not racist with respect to Aboriginal people. Just look at the intermarriage rate, for example. For the race hounds who need to see racism against Aboriginal people everywhere, the question of, is Australia a racist country for Aboriginal people, morphs into, does racism against Aboriginal people exist? These two questions are vastly different from each other, and to substitute the former for the latter is intellectual laziness. The answer to the first question, I believe, is no, and for the second question, yes. Racism against Aboriginal Australians exists for sure, but not to the degree that the race hounds would have you believe. Having some racist people does not make Australia a racist country. We have a few, several in fact, wealthy Aboriginal Australians, but based on this small unrepresentative sample, it would be wrong to conclude that Aboriginal people are a wealthy people. Similarly, a few shark attacks happen in Australia each year, but our beaches are not shark-infested waters. Yes, there are some dumb Australians who are racist against Aboriginal people, but they are relatively few and far between. Their presence does not make Australia a racist country. I find it amazing that among those Australians who identify as Aboriginal and are adamant that Australia is is racist against them, many are totally unrecognisable as being Aboriginal. They are very fair-skinned. Why is it that those Aboriginal identifying people who have never experienced racism are so keen to claim that Australia is racist against their people? Could it be that for them, being the victim of racism validates them as being Aboriginal? Or perhaps yelling racism is a convenient distraction from other problems facing Aboriginal people? More about this shortly. 
Interestingly, I have had some fair-skinned Aboriginal people tell me that because of their predominantly non-Indigenous features, they have the advantage of hearing what non-Aboriginal Australians say when they think no Aboriginal person is around. These undercover superheroes tell us that non-Aboriginal Australians are deeply racist. Again, for them, the minute sample of Australians they gather their experiences from is proof positive for them and for their fans that Australia is a racist country. A distraction. The racism which Australian people face is the very least of their problems. They are far more likely to be hated, harmed and slandered by other Aboriginal people than they are by non-Aboriginal people, a topic that the race hounds are reluctant to talk about. Maybe the obsession with Australia being deeply racist against Aboriginal people is really just a distraction from some inconvenient facts like the high rates of violence and child abuse in Aboriginal communities. The obsession means that energy and resources are diverted away from discussing and delivering real solutions to serious problems. The problems resulting from excessive focus on racism are best summed up by Dave and Bess Price, Price and Price 2013. Quote, The strident obsession with racism and political correctness permeating the academy and media and a profound ignorance of our history mean that practically useful, publicly available analysis of the issues is rare and endangered. The voices of the dispossessed, the marginalised, those who suffer the most are routinely ignored in the clamour. End quote. Bess is a full-blooded Aboriginal woman, and no, that term full-blooded is not racist, but the race hounds will make it racist born in the bush and was a minister of the crown in the Australian Northern Territory government. She and her non-Aboriginal husband of more than 30 years have intimate knowledge of the serious issues facing Aboriginal people. The suffering the prices refer to are self-harm, violence, child abuse, unhealthy lifestyles and the problems associated with living in remote areas. They are the elephants in the room that few wish to acknowledge for fear of being accused of blaming the victim. Discussing racism is far easier. Somewhat paradoxically, when the problems of violence and child abuse are discussed by non-Aboriginal people, there are shouts of racism. Few people have written more about racism against Aboriginal Australians than Gregory Gioratus. He stated, quote, I see the racism in all its forms, institutional, structural and overt. Racism has haunted me from day dot. My predominant academic work, including doctoral research, has been in understanding racism and the ways forward. End quote. He further states, quote, There is a culture of racism in this nation so extreme, odious in its stench, the likes of I have not known elsewhere in many travels outside this continent. Of all the middle and high income nations with relatively recent colonial oppressor histories, Australia has the widest divide of all measurable indicators between the descendants of its first people and the rest of the population. The racism in Australia burns so deep that it not only threatens life, it takes lives, end quote. When I read words like odious, stench and colonial oppressor, I decided to ask Jerry to justify his claim, as making claims without justification is all too easy. His answer is as follows, quote, the majority of Australians are racist, and this is profoundly understood and indisputably validated by lived experience. I am older than two-thirds of Australians. I have travelled to more than 600 destinations Australia-wide, mixed it with tens of thousands through my four decades of working life, and closely supported and interacted with thousands of Australians. 
So-called experts and pontificating commentators can write books and working papers, opinion pieces and akin, but nothing can reduce the ugly racism, the exclusion I experienced as a child in the 1960s, or the racism and classism I experienced as a teenager in the 1970s. There was a period of some hope that racism would be checked and some progress made, and thought that much will change positively, but with assimilation forefront for certain culturally diverse peoples in the half century ahead, misogyny more than xenophobia will become as ugly will become as ugly again and worse for future migrants who hoped Australia as home. With missionary fervor, there remains a predominantly Anglo-centric white supremacism in Australia dominating our media and parliaments and the nation's boardrooms and the bastions of power such as the civil service that manages Canberra that will never surrender to equality. They only allow for the assimilated and for the managed token appearances. The vanquishing of racism per se rests in the century and a half ahead with peoples from throughout Asia becoming the majority Australians and extinguishing Anglo-centric racisms. In my experience, my personal witness is more profound than writings and akin. For a wog like me with a high IQ, I am the least of who a perennially threatened oppressive peddler wants around. The nation's worst self, piled with racism and classism, is found in our political leadership, in our governments, and so we have to cope. End quote. So basically, the majority of Australians are racist because Jerry's lived experience tells him so. Far be it from me to argue with someone who speaks and writes with some authority on racism and has a high IQ. Claims of racism. I have read in social media where many people have written words like, we are watched and followed every time we enter a shop. I doubt this happens, but again, not nearly as much as what the race hounds would have you believe. I have lost count, but I would estimate that I have responded to these people on more than 20 occasions with Please tell me which shop this is happening in and I will come and see it for myself and speak to the shopkeeper. So far, not one person has taken me up on my offer. Interestingly, I have one friend, a non-Aboriginal woman, who has Aboriginal children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, who told me that some of her grandchildren say that they have been watched when entering shops. While they find it annoying, they tolerate it because they are aware of the high shoplifting rate against their peer group. This situation is similar to what happens in North America. Consider the account by Jason L. Riley, 2014, a black American in his provocatively titled book, Please Stop Helping Us. Quote, In high school, I worked as a stock boy in a supermarket. The people caught stealing were almost always black. As a result, black shoppers got more scrutiny from everyone, including black workers. During college, I worked the overnight shift at a gas station with a mini-mart, so when people who looked like me entered the store, my antenna went up. Similarly, when I see groups of young black men walking down the street at night, I cross to the other side. When I see them on subways, I switch cars. I'm not judging them as individuals. Why take risks? If I guess wrong, my wife is a widow and my children are fatherless, so I make snap judgments with incomplete information. My attitude and behaviour are hardly unique even among other blacks. Like white cab drivers, black cab drivers have been known to avoid picking up black males at night, something I also experienced firsthand upon moving to New York after college. Some individuals who avoid encounters with black youths may indeed be acting out of racism, but given that law-abiding blacks exhibit the same behaviour, it's likely that most people are acting on probability. End quote. Selective screening. 
If you were to get your news about Aboriginal affairs from sites like NITV, you would think that whenever an Aboriginal person was mistreated, it was mostly from non-Aboriginal people and that it was racially motivated. What you wouldn't typically see on NITV or in similar outlets are stories about the high rates of violence and child abuse in Aboriginal communities. Or if you do, it is often attributed to racism, oppression, colonisation or transgenerational trauma. A few years ago, I presented at a conference on the prevention of sexual abuse against Aboriginal children. The chief organiser was an Aboriginal woman and did an amazing job. One day, NITV came and did the same filming of the conference. I was truly surprised. The story was posted on their Facebook page. I was due to present the next day. I told the organiser that if the story gets more than a dozen comments, I would do my presentation in the nude. You'll be relieved to know that the NITV followers were predictable and only a small number of people commented on the story. Contrast that to the stories on NITV, where there is the possibility of an Aboriginal person being the victim of racism and they get hundreds of replies. Conclusion. Yes, there is racism in this country against Aboriginal people, but it is not as widespread as activists or those whose income is dependent on believing it would have us believe. Our preoccupation with racism simply prevents us from tackling the real problems affecting Aboriginal people, housing, health, employment, etc. Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynic, so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future.